0: This is Kyle Brooks, and welcome to The Deep End. I've woken up in a cold sweat with this nightmare so many times. Someone just threw me on stage to preach a sermon, and I haven't prepared a thing. Well, that sort of happened on April 30th. Pastor Bernard, our lead pastor, was called away to a funeral at the last minute, so I had to live 1 Peter 3.15 pretty literally, which says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. I didn't have time to write a sermon, so all I had to rely on was my lived experience with a passage I know by heart, Psalm 23. Maybe you know it. you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Three things happened around this sermon that showed me without question that even though I had no idea I'd be preaching that day, God did. Number one, more than usual, I had people reach out with comments about how God used this talk in their lives. I don't measure the success of a sermon in tears shed and comments after the service, but when it happens, you know God is up to something. Number two, the week prior to this sermon, I had been wondering in prayer whether my mental acuity had returned enough, post-chemo, to preach from memory again. In the months during and following treatment, I had to rely on manuscripts to not lose the thread of my talk or mix-up words. Now, right after I'm wondering if my brain has what it takes, God throws me in the deep end and says, Find out! Number three, it turns out, and I did not know this until the next day, on the church calendar, April 30th, was Sunday of the Good Shepherd. Guess what the psalm for the day was in the Revised Common Lectionary? You guessed it. Psalm 23. I love celebrating God's handiwork. So this week, I want to share this sermon with you in the hopes that God might use it well beyond the walls of our congregation, even if it was an improv sermon. I hope it helps, even if a little bit, to restore your soul. And now, if you're listening to the podcast, here is the audio of a sermon I preached on April 30th, The Lord is My Shepherd. This morning, we we we're calling a bit of an audible. This will be an interruption to your regularly scheduled program. We've been in a series called "United for Purpose," and Pastor B was all set and ready to give that sermon um, that he was going to preach this morning, and then discovered that um, the the funeral service of one of his dearest friends, uh, who he's supposed to be preaching at the timing uh, was was incorrectly published. And it turns out that service is at 1030 this morning. So that leaves you in my very incapable hands Uh, (laughs) uh, here to to bring God's word. Uh, You know, I'm doing it as opposed to just skipping this part of the service because um, it's important for us, I think, to hear the story again every week. And it doesn't matter if it happens that the circumstances make it so that I, I can't be fully prepared and I can't give you something carefully researched and, and every word curated. It matters more that we hear from God's word. And so what I'm gonna do this morning is I'm gonna share with you a, um, a passage that, that we often recite, my family often recites, On Friday nights at the start of our Sabbath. Um, It's also a passage that I've recited at the bedsides of people who are dying. It's a passage that many of you may know, and it goes something like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I got the opportunity to do something I haven't done I don't know if I've ever done it before, uh, not like this. Just last night, at nine o'clock, I lied down, laid down, lay down. Thank you, my writer friend, in a green pasture. My my parents are up from Southern California, and my dad and I have been slavishly working every waking hour for the last three days, and at about 35 hours in, we got the sod, the grass fully installed in our backyard in the dark with headlamps on, because it has to get in when you get it delivered. It has to get in the same day, and there was basically nothing else I could do but lay down. (laughs) That's why I'm sitting on a stool here this morning because I didn't think I had it in me to stand up for 10, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I just laid down, laid out, and basked in it. You know, laid down in green pastures. I don't know if you've ever been in that place where you have just been pushing, 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 pushing so hard at something that, maybe God had called you to do or, or, or a really great opportunity that you thought you should live into or maybe just to meet the needs of people that you cared for and then you got to a an ending at least like the end of a chapter and you could just lay down in green pastures but this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to do that. If, if you have been pushing, pushing, pushing and you've been working really hard, maybe maybe it's work you wanted to do, maybe it's work you didn't want to do. maybe it's physical labor, maybe it's emotional labor. I want to give you the opportunity to lay down in green pastures this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. He's not, just a, he's not just the creator of the universe. He's not just the ruler of the earth. He's also my shepherd. He knows me. You know, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just like I know the Father, and my Father knows me. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. And He knows you. And He knows how hard you've been working. He knows how much you've been going through. He knows every decision, every complicated feeling you've had. And He leads you beside quiet waters makes you lie down in green pastures. I don't know about you but sometimes sometimes my body and my soul just the way God made me make me lie down even if I don't want to. <laughs> you know, just just tired. But that lying down is also an opportunity to be refreshed. Right? It's an opportunity to be refreshed. When I was a child, I hated going to sleep. I hated it. Right? I, I, if I remember, right, Mom? I always fought going to sleep. And even when I was in bed, I would just lay there and I'd just stare at the ceiling and my mind would just spin and spin and spin and I'd try to keep myself awake. And eventually, I'd, you know, cash out. And, and as I got to be a little older, I hated going to sleep because I was afraid I'd, be, I'd miss something. Right? But now that I have a toddler. I love sleep so much so so much you know it's it's you get to the end of a day and there's so much work that's put in so much physical and emotional labor and yeah I might miss something I might not be able to watch that show I wanted to watch or you know might miss a phone call but the Lord makes me lie down, and he refreshes my spirit. He restores my soul. Um, and then the next line of that passage, right, is he guides me in right paths. I think that there's a, I think that there's a interesting correlation with the fact that that line comes after he restores my soul or he refreshes my soul. I find it much, much, much more difficult to make good decisions, to go on the right path when I am dragging, when I'm exhausted, right? Late at night when I'm tired or when I'm in the middle of a really difficult period in, in a relationship with a colleague or a friend or a family member, right? Those periods of life so much more difficult to go in right paths. But the Lord is my shepherd. He refreshes my soul. He invites me to a place of rest. And then he guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Some of us are feeling refreshed this morning. Some of us are in that place of like, okay, I'm ready to go. The Lord is your shepherd. He guides you in right paths for his name's sake. And then there's a turn in the the psalm because he says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you are with me do you notice how the first first part of that psalm is didactic it's it's talking to somebody else about my relationship with God the Lord is my shepherd and then and then he gets to the valley of the shadow of death. And he and he just, has to, he just has to talk to God. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. If you've ever been in the valley of the shadow of death, it's a deeply personal place to be. It's not a place where you want to stop and teach others about how you're doing and how the Lord is interacting with you. You just need to talk to God. You just need God to talk to you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, that those instruments that you use to to guide, to protect from the wolves, they comfort me. I know that even in that place I will be okay. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. This is—it's always kind of strange to me because uh, for a long time I didn't really feel like I had any enemies, right? At least not any enemies that were like like real enemies, like, like going to war with somebody, you know. But there will be people in your life that have that have done things to you, or that have set themselves up against you in some way, big or small. Even people that you love that you don't consider to be an enemy, but that have been acting the enemy in your life. And the psalmist says, even in their presence, you prepare a table for me, you anoint my head with oil, it's a sign of of deep hospitality in that culture. My cup overflows. Like you just just keep pouring the best drink. Even in the presence of the people who cause you the pain, the Lord's hospitality is there for you, is in that same place. There is a table prepared for you in that place if you have eyes to see it. There is a warm welcome for you from God in that place if you have eyes to see it. There is, there is drink that just keeps getting poured if you have eyes to see it. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's a pretty strong statement. Sometimes, if I'm honest, there are periods in my life where I'm not sure I can say that just by virtue of what I've been through, right? Looking back to some really big and important moments in my life, if I have the perspective, I can, I can maybe say that. But, but there are moments in my life when it's really hard for me to say, surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Really? Really? Surely, surely, because several thousand years after that psalm was written, we already talked about him. Another guy came along named Jesus, and he said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus was not just talking about what shepherds do. He was, he was using that as, as, a, as a metaphor for understanding, as a word picture for understanding what he would do, what he was about to do for you, for me, for the people that he loves. That he was about to go to the cross and die on that cross in order to reconcile those of us who have not followed right paths all our lives. Those of us who have done wrong, who have set ourselves up as enemies to other people in ways that we've, we've done intentionally and in ways that we've done unintentionally and just as part of the system that we live in. He went to the cross to reconcile the world, to reconcile us to God. So we can say, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I also like how it's not as surely I will live in goodness and love all the days of my life. It's like surely goodness and love will follow me. It's Like even if I'm trying to get away from it, goodness and love will follow me. Even if I'm running away from God, goodness and love will follow me. Even if I'm pursuing all these other good things and I forgot, genuinely forgot to pursue God, to pursue life in God, to pursue his goodness and love, his goodness and love will pursue me. And we know that because the good shepherd, the good shepherd, the second person of the Trinity, God himself came down, took on human form to pursue us, went all the way to his death to pursue us, sent his Holy Spirit to us, to his church, to pursue us. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because Jesus is the good shepherd, and because this isn't just a poem about how one guy, David, felt about God a few thousand years ago, that's why we can say that psalm not just on friday nights at our sabbath but that that's why it's also important and powerful for me to say at the bedside of dying people even though i even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil the lord is with me you are with me your rod and your staff they come for me Friends, this morning, I want to invite you, whether you are crushing it this week or you're being crushed, I want to invite you into worship, into a space where you can just lie down in a green pasture, be led beside quiet waters, and have your soul refreshed by God this morning. Let me pray. Jesus, 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 we're grateful for you, because you are the good shepherd, and you've laid down your life for your sheep. A hired hand wouldn't do that. A person who's getting paid to watch the sheep wouldn't do that, but the shepherd of the sheep would. We are your people, the sheep of your pastures. You hold us in your hand. So God, I pray for each person this morning, whether they are tired from working themselves to the bone for good things, or whether they are tired from the challenges of life that have come their way. I pray that you would refresh their soul this morning. That you would make this a space where you meet them, where you fill them up, where you give them the comforting word of your presence, where you'd show them that you've got a rod and a staff that are gonna protect them and guide them, even through the darkest valley. God, I pray that you would open us up this morning like the psalmist to receive your hospitality. Would you help us to see the goodness of that you have to offer us. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. That you, who are the God of love, the God who is love, follow us all the days of our life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Deep End with me, Kyle Brooks, the podcast where I basically just read my blog if you like to take it in via audio instead of reading with your eyeballs. This is the place to come. You can follow or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to actually subscribe to the blog or the podcast to get it into your inbox, you can go to my substack, .substack kylebrooks.substack.com, kylebrooks.substack.com. And you can find any of the links or references I made here or that I linked in my blog in the show notes. Hope to see you next time. And thank you.